Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! For the Bone Bat Podcast, where you can listen to Steve and Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone Bat. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Bone Bat number six. This is Steve. This is Gord. How's it going, man? Oh, man. I, dude, number six for us. Wow. Already six episodes. You, That's something. Yeah, it is. That's a milestone. Neither one of us really know what we're doing. I can't believe we've got, got six times almost half an hour each episode. That's a lot of us talking about nothing. <laughs> that really is. And speaking about talking about nothing, I, I think you and I... I've discussed, or perhaps I just written about it. My Coke habit. I do. I do enjoy the Coca Cola. The Coca Cola is healthy. Yes, Coca Cola. <clears throat> not this. The Coca Cola, not the actual Coca leaves so much. No, no, not those, and not Pepsi Cola, and God forbid, not Doctor Abortion Pepper. Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they drink that in the South. Doctor Abortion Pepper. Hell, <laughs> the flavor. No Coca Cola. So I was out of Coca Cola. And I, I was heading back from dropping off my kids, and it was early in the morning, but yeah, I was going to stop by the store and grab it on my way home before work, because I knew I'd want some more in the afternoon. Stopped the store, grabbed the 12 or a Coke in the cardboard Coca-Cola 12-pack thingamabob with a little handy handle that you punch your hand in and hold it in the middle. And I took my purchase to my car, put it in the passenger side seat, Drove home, parked, and reached my hand into that little that little handle, that little hole you stick your hand in, uh-huh. and I lifted it. I was sitting in my passenger side seat, and I went to lift it over to me. And as I did that, as I was going over the center center console area, it ripped, and it just sort of did this this spinning tear, and it the box oh coke like fell. You know, I'm still holding part of the cardboard, but it fell. It spun and fell like maybe eight inches, 8 to 10 inches, but it hit the console just right. The one of the cans inside freaking exploded. So I'm, I'm like, I pick it up and it rip, boom, oh no. And I hear this, and my first thought is like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. And my second thought is, oh great, I've got Coca-Cola flying all over the inside of my car. <laughs> 12 ounces of Coca-Cola shooting out, even inside a box, makes a hell of a fucking mess inside your vehicle. <laughs> and for what? Like a 12, I mean, like it fell less than a foot. <laughs> you take it, and you drop a 12-pack of Coca-Cola from waist height onto a concrete floor, it's probably not going to bust a can open. How did that happen? <laughs> Why did that Dude. happen to me? Okay, so, so far, 
in this series of podcasts. We have you sucking Coke up your nose <laughs> and almost choking to death on Coke. We have a Coke exploding in your car, dousing the entire in, insides of your car with sugary syrup. Maybe you should listen to your son. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe you need to just knock it off with the fucking Coke already. You know, there's a bottle of water. Would you be in this predicament right now? No, not nearly as bad. You know, maybe a little bit of lime flavoring spritzered about the interior <laughs> of my automobile. Certainly not sticky Coca-Cola. That kills maybe me. Maybe I should just go right to beer. I have chipped teeth on beer bottles, though. Have you? And yeah. your and men's urinals too, right? <laughs> it was a motor. <laughs> it was a back tooth. <laughs> I still don't know how you did that. <laughs> anyway, amazing thing is I had your ball in my mouth at the time. <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, you, you. I think you need to knock it off with the coke, dude. That that is yeah, my. I, I have cut. I've cut way back, but still. That's my suggestion, is is that, you know, somebody's trying to tell you something. You never turn around and just have a nice Coke experience, do you? Well, of all the dozens and dozens of Cokes I've enjoyed, really, if you look at it at a percentage of the Coke I drink, I don't have that many bad experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Do I? (laughs) I I just end up hearing about all of them, is that it? Yeah, I try to share. <laughs> you no, know, it makes for good podcast material. There you go. Yeah, food. Easy. You know, food and drinks. The, all that stuff. It's. I'm telling you, it's trouble. Butter, for instance. Right. Butter. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get back to the butter. I I have been doing some research. Okay. And I've been asking couples, and and it's single individuals that are that are in relationships. You know what the story is with the butter, and so far, one hundred percent. Women prefer to leave the butter out. I did encounter one woman who stores her butter in the fridge, but keeps one cube out for, for use. Like, just keeps it out all the damn time. And 100% of the men keep it in the fridge, and they all say the same thing. It's a dairy product. You don't leave it out. And, and it seems like the women leave it out because if they do give a reason, the reason is they don't like it to be so hard when they cut it. Uh, it sounds like like the advice about anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> and what's wrong no, no, with being I, hard? That's all I'm saying. You, just not when you cut it. <laughs> oh, but I, I heard one interesting pseudo factoid, and I think that this bears research. One woman actually said that it, when she was in college, they they tried all these different substances. And, and put them out and see to see what kind of microbial growth would occur if you you know left it out on the counter for a few days and then smeared it on a petri dish or something. And she said bacteria doesn't grow in butter. Really? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> but still, the look of half coagulated melted butter sitting on your your counter is kind of disgusting. Yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> it really is. I, 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 I hate to do any kind of absolutes, especially uh, gender, you know, sexist absolutes, but right now, the women are at 100% of not knowing where to put the goddamn butter. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, though, since the last episode, when my wife happens to leave the butter out on the counter, 
I, I'm able to give her like a you know cockeyed look. <laughs> she knows exactly what I'm talking about, so that's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> oh, that's good. Unfortunately, I've, I haven't had anything good happen at my end. It's it, I'll give I'll try the same thing. Like uh, I'll, I'll yell from the other end of the house when I find the butter out. Hey, you done with this butter? And to which my res- wife responds something like, "Hey, fuck you." <laughs> And then she'll point out the inadequacies in my behavior, leaving toilet seats up or <laughs> leaving my socks out or you know, the things that I do that are clearly bad, make me a bad human being. Right. All because yeah. she doesn't work with the butter. Yeah. If it was only the butter with you, then, you know, <laughs> jeez. Yeah. If I was perfect, then I guess I'd be a lot more effective with this butter thing. Mm-hmm. So you, would you would you say that that people leaving the butter out that pisses you off per se? Yeah, it kind of pisses me off, but it's not on the list of things that that piss me off. Steve, I know you've been dying to tell me <laughs> what pisses you off. You know what? Lately, been taking the kids to the movies. We went and saw Spiderwick. I took Allie to see this documentary about a girls' rock band camp called uh, Girls Rock yesterday, and I can't seem to get any freshly made fucking popcorn when I go to the movies these days. It is pissing me off to no end. No, they don't make it for shit. Frankly, I think that they make it the night before, put it in a big hefty bag and keep it in the back and then fill that (laughs) fucking machine with it and and dole it out to you. Because I swear to God, all the popcorn I've had, like the last five times I've gone to the movies, has just been shitty beyond all reason. And you're paying like six bucks for it. It's, It's robbery as it is. And then on top of it, I mean, it's more expensive than beer, for Christ's sake. And then you, then you get, you know, you get it, and it's not even any good. God, that pisses me off. It really does. Are you, are you finding this is the case when you go to the movies? No, actually. I'm not a popcorn guy. My wife, she likes the popcorn, but whenever I'm at the movies, it seems like I see them, you know, popping the popcorn there, right there behind the counter. I don't maybe know. It's maybe it's a Washington thing. Maybe it's, it's too moist to pop popcorn. Maybe it's because yeah. I we tend to go to the like the morning shows because you're taking the kids to see something. So I go to uh, matinee so or something. Like last night's so maybe that's it. Maybe if I went, you know, pay full price and go to the 8 p.m. show, maybe I'd get a fresh fucking bowl of popcorn. I don't know, but that sucks nuts. That's all I'm saying. I get my kids candy at the movie. No, oh, that's good because then they can get hopped up on that and coke. Yeah, and then they just kick the crap out of the person's seat in front of them. It's boing, 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 boing. I had to that's tell that's Allie about that just yesterday. Not just quit kicking that lady in the back. <laughs> Jeez. I always suck so bad. When you're sitting there, there's a kid booting you. <laughs> well, I know my son does that to my wife in the car, too. And that just drives oh. her up the wall, so... <laughs> Nobody likes to get kicked in the back, I think. That's just no. one of those things that, you know, it's a universal yeah, truth. Stop kicking me in the fucking back. <laughs> you should write a song. I should. That could be the chorus. Stop, Stop kicking, kicking me in the fucking me back. In the- <laughs> <laughs> or I will destroy you. That'd be awesome. Oh, you'll, yeah. Your patella, I will snap. <laughs> Stop kicking me in the back. And, you know, at, at the risk right, of sounding like a fucking Andy Rooney deal, the other thing that pisses me off is, why is it so goddamn hard to open a CD? Sorry, go. I'm telling you. 
Lately, it's le- it money. seems like the CDs are actually getting harder to open. It's like they're hermetically ste- sealed. I'm sitting there chipping them away with my, my leather man trying to get the damn thing open. And half the time, I break the plastic case before I actually get into the to the plastic wrapping. It's insane. Maybe you're just getting old and arthritic. That might be it. But that shit's pissing me off. I tried to scrape you know, the little corner where the kind of folds come together. And theoretically, because yeah. they don't make the little red strip around them anymore. I used to be able to grab that. Either that or yeah. because I buy CDs, not, you know, necessarily from Sony or the big companies. I buy, you know, little labels. Maybe that's why I get cheap fucking saran wrap. <laughs> no. Yeah, but... they seal them with like packing tape or something. God. Don't you carry a knife? Just slip the little plastic. I know. This knife. is what I'm saying. I'm sitting there with a leather man trying to open the damn thing and I'm busting the CD in half in the case and everything else. <laughs> and I'm not getting into the fucking plastic. It's insane. Maybe you should try fire. That, you know, no, it wouldn't work. It'd melt the CD, dude. I know you don't smoke, but what if you just started carrying a lighter around and when you open a CD, it just <laughs> light that thing. I, I don't know. I, that, that's one of those things that carrying a lighter around just sounds like trouble, doesn't it? You know, having like a... It does. A pocket full like of propane. Of a, <laughs> right there next to your nuts. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Maybe that's not such a great idea. Yeah. I'll just keep carrying my cell phone that's emitting carcinogenic <laughs> radio waves instead. Yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that at all. Jeez. All right. Yeah, well, let me tell you what, what pisses me off. I, I'm getting pissed off at the English language because my kid is learning to write and I am I am reliving the sheer madness of trying to memorize all these rules and the, just the arbitrary nature of this language we speak. And he he will write phonetically and he'll like do a sentence and it's perfect. And you know and you have to go oh no, um, herd is spelled H E A R D, not H E R D. Well, why wouldn't that be heard? Well, no, here it is in a word. And you just go word to word to word, and there's so many different ways to come at the same sounds. I just, I feel like just apologizing to him and saying, uh, uh, you know what, forget it. We're going to learn Spanish. <laughs> yeah. The letters what? always make the same sound. You always know how it's spelled. All you have to do is say the word, and you know how it's spelled. Well, English is bullshit. Well, basically, isn't that how we learned, though? Because you, you would start to ask, like, I before E except after C or something thrown at you, and you'd be like, well, why? Because that's the way it is. Shut the fuck up. You know, the <laughs> yeah. teachers were never all that understanding back in our day <laughs> about, you know, explaining to us or worrying about our self-esteem or anything like that. That's a, a much newer uh, thing to become commonplace, I think. Well, plus they never fully explained it either. Like first grade, I before E. Second grade, I before E except after C. And third grade, I before E except after C, except for words like neighbor and what. You know, fuck, when do you learn the whole rule? <laughs> Well, that's it. Just it. The idea. Back of the box. I want to read the instructions. Okay, don't dole this out a little piece at a time. That's how you. Then they just. That's the way it is. Just learn it so that as soon as possible you can start breaking the rules with things like slang (laughs) and profanity. Mother fuck. (laughs) Explain to me how fuck can be both a noun, a verb, and an adjective. (laughs) Yeah. What are you, George Carlin? All right, here's the other thing that pisses me off. It, it's, it has to do with my kid. It does, does not have to do with English. We went snow tubing at 
a certain Sierra Nevada, uh, Sierra Nevada resort that I'm not going to name. It, it rhymes with Chota Springs, and they they advertise you know snow tubing, and we're doing it with the with the scouts. So we got these these lift tickets, and they've got the little lame ass lift. Like if you want to ski, but you really really suck, you can ride the lift. And then you've got the the snow tubing section where they got all these inner tubes that you can they drag up this hill, and then they they come down the hill and. Anyway, so our thing was for snow tubing. So we get there, it's just cold and windy and miserable, and this big snow tubing excursion is pretty much one lift. One little tiny, like, 100-yard-long, straight-up-a-hill lift. Mm -hmm. There's another one that they have shut down for no particular reason. It's beyond me why they're not running both of these. The other one's got some curves and twists and stuff to it. And so one, this, one quick this, sec. So how, how does this work? How do you get on a lift with an inner tube? The inner tube is surrounded by a inner tube condom, and the inner tube condom has this leash that's attached to it with a okay with like a loop at the end that goes onto this hook. So you you sit your butt in the tube, and then they hook the hook on, and it drags you up to the top. Got it. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So there, there's that. And then there's the one next to it that's a little bigger with some turns and looks like more fun, but it's inexplicably closed because Lord knows they're probably not expecting a big enough crowd on a weekend when it's sunny after it's just snowed to open up the second lift. And then there's the third area. It's more like a freeform, smaller kids hill, but with inner tubes too. Mm -hmm. So does that hill have like a rope toe or what? No, it's just a real gentle incline, climb up, slide down, play around. Got it. Okay. But. The employees there, there's no signage. You just have to figure it out for yourself. And the employees there, the ones that speak English, are just surly. They just don't, they don't want to be there. They're just all assholes. It's like being in a French restaurant. <laughs> so, so we go to the one that's clearly operational. I'm not going to the, the little kid freeform hill. And in no time at all, it becomes this huge line of people for this itty-bitty ride. So you're like in line standing there with the wind whipping by freezing with your little kids for half an hour before you finally get drug up the hill and then you slide down and it takes 10 seconds to slide down so it's just it's just crap it's utter crap my kid he does it a few times and he's having kind of a good time but you know it starts to suck to stand in line for all that time you know i'm looking at it like if i wanted to have 30 minutes of just boring frustration for 10 seconds of pleasure. I didn't, I'd engage in foreplay, but <laughs> sounds like Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a cold Disneyland. So we do that for a little bit and then he, he's kind of tired. He's like, well, let's go over to that little, the little kid hill and slide down that. Oh no, you can't go in there because you have the lift tickets for tubing and you have to have a different lift ticket for the tubing and the little kid land. So we decide, well, how about we just go over here kind of a little bit out of the way and have a snowball fight. But as soon as we do that, asshole employee gets on this snowmobile that's parked there, and he proceeds to try to start it and yell at people for like the next half an hour. He's just, he's just, hey, you can't be here. Just forever. It just, it just sucked. (laughs) It just, so, Choda Springs, you know who you are. Fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> I don't like you. I'm never coming back. And when the scouts want their next little tubing expedition, I'm going to take charge, and we're not going to go there. We're going to go somewhere else. Even if I have to make snow in my backyard and have people go off the roof, we're not going back. Fuck you. 
There that's you go. What pisses me off. Good man. Vote with your wallet. That's the way you do it. Teach those that's bastard right. lessons. I hope. I hope you emailed them. Did you email a complaint? Yeah, I will. Yeah, email <laughs> a complaint. I'm still catching up on people to to, to crap all over. I didn't tell you. <laughs> I, my my wife was was just kind of perusing the uh, the job boards in the wine industry, mm-hmm. and there was a really really snooty ad for to work at uh, this this wine club in this high mucky muck resort in the Napa Valley, and. The, the, it was this snooty, snooty ad about how you have to be so snooty and perfect and attention to detail and be well-versed and well-read and well-spoken. The damn ad is full of typos. There's bad sentence structure. <laughs> compound words are split into individual words. So you know what I did? I printed up the ad, and I took out my red pen, and I corrected it. And I wrote a little note on the bottom. I said, you know, spell check is your friend. And compound words seem to give you trouble. Be sure to work on this. And I pointed out all the punctuation errors and everything else, and I mailed it to her. The, <laughs> the person in charge of hiring who put that ad in, I sent it to her in a letter. <laughs> well, if you're gonna if you're gonna use the word the words attention to detail in your fucking ad, you better come correct. That's all I'm saying. That's right. It shouldn't be a t e n s h u n. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it wasn't really that bad. But still. <laughs> I, I put a lot of red ink on that page. I've seen I've seen reports that I've written come back looking like that, and it's never a good feeling to see all that red ink on something you've done. No, it's not. So I hope she feels that way. Nicely played, sir. Because thank you. She sucks at it. Yeah. So tell me, Steve. Yes. What do you suck at? What do I suck, suck at? at? <laughs> yeah. Playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm working on that, dude. I'm no. taking lessons. I heard your new song and your guitar. You know what I, I suck at worst? <laughs> of all the things, and and they're, they're, I suck at a lot of things, I, I'm sure. I, I suck at almost every musical instrument, but boy, I love to play them. But the thing I suck most at is pronouncing any word of French origin. <laughs> I, I cannot. If it's got R's and V's and U's in it, I am absolutely fucked. I cannot pronounce it to save my... I, I cannot do it. I sound like a complete idiot. So that that's one of the things that I'm absolutely the worst at. You do okay pronouncing saute. <laughs> yeah, but not like louver. I don't know. I can't even think of something right now. But if I was to read it, the I would look like an asshole. <laughs> but, I mean, if you were to go to France and say Versailles, I mean, that's probably not even the right way to pronounce it, right? You would be corrected by a Frenchman. Yeah, you have to say it through a different orifice, I think, to get exactly. it right. Exactly. And, and that orifice, I'm not sure I was born with. I think that's the problem. <laughs> you don't have the French hole? I don't have the French hole. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds absolutely obscene, and I think I'll write a song about it. <laughs> the French don't hole. Don't kick me in the back. <laughs> or I'll show you my French hole. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What do you suck at, dude? Uh, well, are you talking about instruments? Uh, the the thing I suck at probably more than more than baseball, more than basketball, more than having a regular job is drums. The drums. <laughs> I have no sense of rhythm, and I can't do more than one thing at a time with my various body parts. 
So I sat down to play like Rockstar the other day, or Rock Band, or whatever the hell that game uh-huh. is, and it was all I could do to keep my foot hitting the kick drum at the right time. But then to also have to have my hands hitting other things mm-hmm. and in different things, I, I, it's a miracle I didn't fall down and like sprain my uvula in the store. <laughs> it was, it is, and that just reminded me of back, you know, when I was in an actual band and occasionally I get a hold of a drum and I'm so bad I would like bring the band bring the people around me to a halt and they would have to take the drum away from me because you you get a little off with your your bass and guitar and sometimes your your rhythm isn't quite tight I suck I mean I I suck <laughs> just in biblical proportions but I may you, you know what? be a biblical plague when it comes the, to the drum the thing about rock band is you'll get it it, after a few times, it just clicks. Because it's, it's not really the same. It sort of is, but it's not. Playing rock band drums, everything's in the wrong fucking place. The snare's in the wrong place because you normally cross your hand over with your hi-hat. And so, you know, you feel, even if you, I assume if a real drummer would feel kind of retarded playing that game. Because everything's just kind of backwards and goofy. But you'll you'll get it. It's funny, though, that, seems, that you should say for somebody... It seemed a lot like really playing the drums to me because I just sucked at it. <laughs> yeah, it, like, oh, yeah you'll it. come around. It. It's funny, though, that, that that somebody who, you know, admits that they're not all that good at drums is, is that good at doling out criticisms of other people's rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't have to be able to do something to know somebody else is doing it poorly. So, so you're, you're of the, well, I may suck, but you really suck. <laughs> I don't have to be a plastic surgeon to tell that Michael Jackson has got some bad goddamn plastic surgery going on. <laughs> That's that good point. Okay. Point well taken. Okay. Then. <laughs> oh, so are we going to discuss parenting trips on this, on this internet? Sure. We can, we can talk a little bit about that. parenting, Stephen Gord's parenting tips. I had okay. something, and I, I can't remember what it was, so I'll well, have to. Maybe I'll, have I'll to... talk, and maybe, maybe you'll remember what I. I, I think the the whole key to effective parenting is you've got to be prepared to go to the mat and back up everything you say, and so you've got to you've got to be careful about what you say because you, if you're going to be a good parent, you have to be prepared to commit to it. And that goes for rewards as well as punishments. I mean, it, and I think, you know, my kids, they pretty much know if I say something, it is going to happen. And if it's, if, if it gets extreme, they, they tell the line. I mean, if I said something like, oh, I know, like last summer, towards the end of the summer, it was getting cold. And I told one kid, I said, if you do that again, I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to throw you in the pool. And I said this to the younger kid who can't swim. And right. he looks at me and goes, really? I go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> he knocked it off because he knew I was going to pick him up and throw him in the pool if he did it again. Now, granted, I was going to have to go in after him and it was going to be cold and that would suck. But I was prepared to. I was ready I was ready to do it, man. And I think if, if, you're, if you're ready to... To back yourself up, you'll you'll go far as a parent. But if you get all wishy washy, you're screwed. I don't know, dude. That's not your parenting philosophy. That's just the way you are. Anybody who's ever dared you to do anything, 
knows <laughs> that, that that when it comes to backing shit up, you are the wrong guy to mess with. If it's if it's dropping trow or catching an acorn in the forehead, you do not dare Gordon to do anything. <laughs> I'll do things I don't even want to do. I know. Yeah, I've seen it happen. So, yeah. If I was your kid, yeah. I don't know. I'd want, I wouldn't want to be your kid. You're too much of a hard ass. But <laughs> if I was yeah, your I'm kid, I would not mess with you, man. That's all I'm saying. So so what is what is bringing this conversation on? What what event happened? Oh, you know, really, there, there, was, no, there was no real event. I think just a little minor thing the other day. I, I almost never do the counting thing. It bugs me when parents go, Billy, come here. I'm going to count to three. And then they start counting, and Billy doesn't come here. And it's like, one, <laughs> two, two and a half, two and three quarters. For me, it's like, Billy, come here. You see, I, I totally do that shit. I totally, do, I totally count. And when I say five, people are running towards me. Oh, see, I, I'm not, I'm I not even going to get close to one. <laughs> <laughs> you just go, I'm going to count to five by fives. Five. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> yeah, I just five, and then they're both they're coming. Then you start swinging. No, it's you know they're on their way. No, the they only know. time I count is it is to speed up a process. I never count to make them obey. It's like you don't have to obey me until I count some numbers out. That's bullshit. But if it's okay, pick out a story before bedtime, and they're dawdling and dawdling and dawdling, then I'll go. I'm going to count to three, and if I get to three, I haven't picked something out. I'm picking it out, and I just go. One, two, three, like that fast. Right. There is no, there is no screwing around. You know that they, they pick something out. Yeah, it, I don't know. To me, uh, part of it's getting the kids' attention. I mean, you know as well as I that half the time kids kind of get wrapped up in their own shit and what they're doing, and they're they're not really necessarily in the here and now all the time. And yeah. so when that happens, you know, they're watching TV, you start the counting or whatever, and that gets the fact, you know, they're conditioned at this point, mine are anyway, to know that when I start the count, that means that they better be paying attention now. So, yeah, but that's by, a different uh, philosophy. By that, by that philosophy, what makes you think they're magically going to clue in and start, when you start counting, they should clue in when they hear your voice. To clue in when the beer bottle bounces. Well, yeah, the back but of I mean, head. you're a you're a guy. If you're you know watching a movie or whatever, you can tune out all kinds of shit. Your wife's voice, you right yeah, me, your wife's <laughs> voice. It's easy to tune stuff out because you're focusing. You're focusing on something, and so everything you know. You have a my daughter, for instance. She's got her little brother running around, go blah 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 all day. You got me and my wife are discussing things with each other. If you're watching TV, yeah, you're tuning you're tuning that out and you're concentrating because there's a lot of noise going on in the house. So yeah. you know, I, I, I get being focused on one thing and needing to have your attention refocused elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. Here's the other thing, though, about the the other parent is you got to at least. My philosophy, you got to absolutely 100% back up the, the other parent. Like, both of us, we, we consider the other one's word is gospel. And so if, if mom said, no, we're not doing something, even if it's something I've been planning on for weeks, I go, well, you know, mom said, and that's that. It's like, it's in a story. And somehow they do trick us into giving conflicting uh, directives or saying things that, that don't work. Then I'll then we'll go. Okay, look, we didn't realize what was going on, and mom and dad are going to work this out right now. They're going to get back to you, but never ever do we let the kids play one of us against the other. Right. 
and if we catch him trying to, to do that, we just squash it. Yeah, you're right. I am an asshole. I'd hate to be my kid. I'm a dick. <laughs> you really are. But, hey, you know. <laughs> well, hey, my kids are going to be very happy after they grow up and have a lot of therapy. Yeah, after they move out. <laughs> no, you, I'm sure you do a great job. Keep them in line. That's a good thing. I don't know. Sometimes I, I mean, I totally agree with that. You have to, you have to circle the wagons and, and do not let them divide you. Uh, but yeah, I, I probably end up being a little, I don't know, a little softer about things than I should be sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, most parents probably are. I think it's I'm one just of those things. Hard yeah. ass. Yeah. Do you wonder what your kids are gonna, how your kids are gonna describe you when they're young adults? <laughs> What, that you're, you, you suck or you're boring or... Yeah, or, or you're such an ass or you're so unreasonable or you're such a pushover or... I mean, wonder, I wonder what my kids really really think when they're, they're looking at me and trying to figure me out. Well, right now, I think they'd probably think you're really cool and you say funny things and you help them build stuff and, you know, it, it's... They probably haven't even really come across a, a serious gripe about you yet, nor will they until they're like 12. And you tell yeah. them they can't go to a certain party or whatever that they want to go to. And when that when shit's like that starts popping up, that's when I think you start having the first kind of, you know, problems. But before that, you know, minor gripes, you, you know, if a kid gets spanked or something, sure, they're going to be pissed for the next couple hours, but they'll get over that. Yeah, no, I was more thinking about when they're when they're a little bit older and they got more perspective. See more fallible adults start thinking about their parents. Yeah. As as people and not necessarily just their parents. Right. Hard to say. Or are we gonna wrap this up or are you gonna give me any parenting tips? No, I've got no tips for you, man. You've got no tips. <laughs> Keep it real, that's all <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, that's it for this week. Hey, uh, first off, I want to say thank you to Barefoot Barnacle for all the new music we've been listening to during this. It's pretty freaking sweet. Uh, so thanks, guys. Keep up the awesome music. And that's it. Uh, as usual, turn in every Thursday to MightyWobbat.com for a bitchin' new cartoon. And tune in to Bonehand.com for new content every Sunday. So uh, until next month, this is Steve. And this is Gord. Later. Bye.
French hole? I don't have the French hole. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds absolutely obscene, and I think I'll write a song about it. <laughs>